Hello, you beautiful specimens. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Guys, do we ever have one for you? X Games Real Ski has, well, not just happened, but just happened as we made this podcast. Me and Pat have a full recap on X Games Real Ski, our thoughts, a little bit of controversy on Tanner Hall taking third, not too much, but just shed some light on that, talk about what we think and all that stuff. Answered some questions you guys sent in on IG as well. So it's a really sick podcast. We got a new podcast editor, Hayden. You guys will see that from now on. The podcast will just keep getting better and better and we're gonna keep working on it and making it as good as we can for you guys. Before we dive on into this episode of the podcast, guys, I gotta say a big thank you. Crack a bottle of water right now for you guys because today's a big day. We got our first podcast sponsors, Corbett Ski and Snow and Vertica Outerwear. They're the first sponsors of the podcast, so big shout out to them, guys. Corbett Snow is the best online retail. You guys know this. I know this. They're my local go-to shop. I use them for absolutely everything. Online retail is insane. They have amazing deals all the time, and you guys always get your stuff exactly how you wanted it, plus more. They've enabled me to do tons of things like really sick giveaways this year. Smith goggles, pair of skis I've already given away. I just finished doing a rail jam at Mount St. Louis where I gave out a bunch of free stuff to kids who were throwing down in the schoolyard, all courtesy of Corbett's. So guys, if you want to support the company that supports you, go to Corbett's Snow. They have amazing deals and they're just going to have the best experience for you guys. <clears throat> Next sponsor you guys know and love just as much as I do. Guys, it is none other than Vertica Outerwear. Vertica Outerwear is as you guys have seen on my IG, on my ski, YouTube, on pretty much everywhere I post content, or if you just see me shredding on the hill, I'm pretty much always in my Vertica Outerwear. I was riding Vertica Outerwear before it was even sponsored by Vertica Outerwear. It just worked really well this year, where David Lesh decided to bring the kid on the team. So I'm super stoked to be riding for them this year, and they're sponsoring the podcast, guys. Right now, they have a spring-wide sale, so you guys want the green snow pants I have, the Tron suit I have, you guys want those just classic black snow pants looking super stylish or you want that nice gray shell they literally have it all the sweatpants to goggles like literally everything guys and they have a 40 percent off spring sale right now 40 percent off go get it spring sale first of all uh i guess i'll give everybody in the podcast that listened to the podcast a little intro to what's happening with the podcast now so from here on out i wouldn't like i wouldn't say we're changing it a whole lot but more of the episodes are going to be more me and Pat, and then we're going to have guests sprinkled here and there. So like maybe every week there will be a podcast no matter what. Me and Pat will host a podcast. Um, maybe it's just us two talking about skiing, the industry, new things like real ski, whatever's going on, things like that. Um, and then maybe once or twice a month, we're going to try to get a guest on and have a guest on the podcast. Just with my schedule, Pat's schedule, and everybody else's schedule, like trying to get higher profile uh, guests on and stuff. It's really hard to um, with all of our timing. So trying to do a guest every week isn't really practical. And then podcasts don't come out every week. So this way there'll be a podcast for you guys every week, no matter what. And then we'll try to get guests on as much as possible and add the higher profile guests throughout as we continue on. We're trying to get bigger, bigger names. Eileen Gu has said she would like to come on the podcast eventually. Uh, I reached out to her. So, yeah, I reached out. I DM'd her. I slid into her DMs. Uh, to, to come she on the podcast. responded to you. Dude, she actually went over ready to respond to me. I'm pretty surprised. But um, yeah, no, she said she's I'm super busy right now. Surprised. Understandable. Hot chicks in the ski industry. Uh, she's got a lot going on and like looks like she's busy all the time. So, But um, she said like maybe at the end of the season she'd love to come on. So that's something to look forward to. Maybe we'll get her on the podcast. Um, maybe we'll reach out to some of the other people too. We're thinking, I'm thinking personally I want to get some bigger names on the podcast and really talk some, talk some, not, not shit, but like talk, talk some shit about like everything in skiing going on in the industry and like just like get to know people um and get to know like what's like with the higher athletes and everybody has a story so it's interesting to hear what people have to say but for now you guys today yeah. you guys are gonna have to listen to me and pat spew our little cannons off at each other it's it's been good dude guess what we got a new guy at the mma gym his name's Vesely. he barely speaks any english he's uh from russia and oh, he's, he's like, dude, he's like full on Khabib style. He's like a combo or a sambo wrestling kind of guy. And he just fucking yeah. ragdolls kids. Like I was training with him today. He's like just, he's super nice, but he's just ragdolling people. It was hilarious. It was pretty fun. I've been training MMA awesome. now, like almost, uh, I guess we've been back the last two days. So I've been training the last two days. Nice. That's good. I, uh. I was talking with my one friend in my class who fights MMA. You should definitely come back out here and train with him. Yeah. What up? What day are you coming back on? Um, coming back to Ontario on the 9th of 
March. March, and then I think I'm gonna well leave here the ninth, get to Nelson, crash in Nelson on the ninth of the ninth, then go from Nelson to Regina, Regina to Thunder Bay. Then I'm gonna go Thunder Bay to I think Sudbury, crash the night in Sudbury, and then finish the rest of the drive the next day. Because whenever you're planning on going back out to Whistler, I was considering possibly hopping in your car and coming out to Whistler with you. Um, because I'm going to go out there again in the spring. Might be either, a little tight. Yeah, but we, we can make it happen. We can sleep together. We can cuddle up. It'll make for great vlog content. Well, let, if we can make it fit, sure. But I'm not so sure it's going to fit. Dude, we have a tie strap. So we can tie strap skis to the roof. We can tie strap suitcases to the roof. We can make it happen. It's more like I'm driving back with Kat and Kat and I are coming back out. Oh, Kat's coming home with you. Yeah. Since when is this? You are dating this chick. You're driving all the way across I'm country not. with her. Oh my god. I'm not. Everybody He's needs to drop a. Everybody needs to drop a f in the chat because Pat is now wifed up and I am single at the moment and it is not okay. This is the first time this has happened in forever. It's like we we've switched roles. It's like it feels awkward. It feels weird. I don't like it. Dude, if if she doesn't come home with you, you're bringing her to meet the family. No, she lives in Ontario. She's uh, coming home she's to get shit to see her family. Oh, 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 yeah, it's one of these things, eh? It's a split in the cost kind of thing. I definitely don't, I definitely don't want to be splitting the cost with you and, you and this chick for three days we in a, in a Toyota Corolla. We can, we can split the cost on the way home. Tell her to invite her friend and we can split the cost four ways. Uh, she's driving with us. Is she? Dude, then you can you can drag my Honda Civic out of the ditch when it gets. It got stuck in Bonnie's driveway today. I was a foot away from the garage door and it got stuck. And I had to I had to dig it out. I had to get sand. I had to put boards underneath the tires to get traction to go like two feet into the into the garage. It was awful. Um. Anyways, enough of, enough talking about uh that that kind of nonsense. It's a little inappropriate for the younger audience. Although generally. This podcast is going in a direction where we don't care what happens. Uh, we're going to keep it somewhat PG, but, you know, we got to have fun with it. We are adults, so let's act like it. Uh, anyways, you have watched X Games Real Ski. I have watched X Games Real Ski. You watched it last night, right? I did. I watched it tonight, actually. I'm scratching my mind. I just watched it. What is that scratching noise you got going on there? I was using my mouth to close something. I'm done. It back. sounds like AIDS, so maybe stop it. I did. I, I'm done now. I told you. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, yeah. Now that Pat is done scratching his penis off of uh, his laptop. Um, yeah, X Games Real Ski has just happened. I think... Um, I, I watched it. I think... Uh, person, how many contestants there were? There was A-Hall, Lupe, uh, Alex Hackle, Ferdy, Tanner Hall, and Taylor. Six? Six people? I miss anyone? I got it up right now. That's what I was doing. One, two, oh, okay. three, four, five, six. And you got all six. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm good at it. I watched it like two days ago too or when it first came out. So I'm going to start it off with who do you think won X Games Real Ski? I think personally, in Alex my personal Hall. opinion, yes, Alex Hall. Alex Hall takes the cake. Um, it, it was interesting this year. I, it wasn't I, – I personally think this was the worst year for X Games Real Ski in my opinion. Um, not to bag on anybody or anything like that. I just – Generally was like the Stoke was mad for it. Um, the entries were all pretty mad for it, minus exceptions from A Hall and some tricks here and there from other people like Ferdy and Hackle, I think. But um, since when has real ski become something where it's not street? Because I thought it was street every year. What? Why? It was pals. I think they used to do like real ski and real street or something. If there used to be two, one for Pow and one for Street, if I remember correctly, and now they've kind of turned it into one. Because and I mean, it's kind of hard to, to, to kind of get both going, you know. Yeah, because you know how they did, um, you know how they did, like they do X Games, like for dirt biking, like real moto, I guess is what they call it. Real moto. Yeah, they kind of hit everything from street to like to rhythm sections to jumps, right? I think that's kind of what they're trying to do with skiing, and it's just not one of those. For me personally, it's not one of those things that does it. I want to see real street as real street in street only. Um, 
I know that they, like, I was reading some forum forums today. They were allowed park shots in there. That's why Ferdy's obviously had uh, some, a sick, uh, it was a really sick jump trick. But again, like, I think I've seen that jump trick on Instagram. Like, this is not, I'm not coming from Instagram. Like, I don't want to see tricks that you post on Instagram or whatever, or in other edits on stuff. your real street. That's not, that's not stuff. the point of it. Yeah. And I know it's hard to get, yeah. especially with the comp season, like, he's competing. It's hard to do. But, I uh, I mean, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, in terms of getting the backcountry and the, the street in one, Alex Hall is kind of the best for that with having that versatility to keep both trained. But, I mean, you get, like, Freddy's a park skier. He's not, like, he'd be good in the street. And he's, like, his street shots were pretty wicked. I mean, the... There was yeah, some rails but he has no features. street like experience prior to this. Like he doesn't have he, any parts well, or anything to put in. I don't know what his experience is prior yeah. to it, but he's not known for his street. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. known for his really big, starless jump tricks with he's got really nice axes and stuff, and that's and slow like run. Yeah, yeah. I I thought like in my mind, real street was always kind of like the underground street people that were never in the big contests that are getting a chance to shine and put on like. And like make make a name for themselves in the industry with something outside of comp skiing, I guess. Yeah, no, that's exactly like you're getting rid of the comp skiers and you're bringing in the people who are but, known for their filming because there used to be a bigger divide between mm-hmm. comp skiers and filmers, and now a lot of ski movies are kind of taking the hits. Like Level One's not doing it as much. Poor Boys is done with a lot of stuff. Like MSP production, down. I haven't heard from them in a while. Like all of these, those. Ski like movie producers that used to be huge have kind of disappeared. Yeah. Now you got like the bunch and Good Company and all these like smaller companies kind of coming up. It's different, whole different dynamic from what it used to be. So now it's weird with how things are working in terms of the dynamic with skiing. Yeah, it, it's very, it's very interesting. Like shit, what am I doing here? I can't even get to my FaceTime with you there, Pat, Big Pat Daddy. How do I get to uh, How do I get to my FaceTime with you, Big Pat Daddy? I don't know what you did. I, I to be pissed, honest, I, I pissed it off. Um, hmm. I don't know what I did either. This is fucked. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, like, I I, I think it's kind of like, it's cool because well, obviously X Games wants people with more. I guess we'll use the word clout for lack of a better word. Although I sound like a douchebag saying that. They want people with clout yep. that are gonna be that are gonna bring like more viewers to X Games. A Hall has a lot bigger fan base than somebody that is a Cal Carson or somebody else like that of the world. Um, although a street part from somebody like him for X Games Real Street Real Street would be insane. It would be like yeah. it would be what I want to see. However, it doesn't pull the same amount of audience. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was interesting. I, I didn't mind, like, the real, this real street, having street and pal wasn't, like, a really big deal for me. I just wasn't expecting it. Um, it, it wasn't a big deal, but I find, it doesn't matter how good of a skier you are. Like, even Alex Hall, his was really good. Yeah. You know what? Maybe this kind of ruins my point, but if you're not Alex Hall, it's, you got to be compromising one or the other. It's, like, it, to get good backcountry shots like you gotta get good weather days you gotta get to the spot like there's so much time that goes into that and then street shots are so much time much setup time but they're so time consuming in terms of getting the shot and building you know you gotta go through times a day like it's so if you're just doing street it's one thing if you're just doing power it's nothing but to kind of do both is like it's a lot and you need you need a big crew for to do both like and and you need not only yeah, do you need you a do. big crew not only do you need a big crew to do both you need two completely different crews like you don't it's not like you're gonna yeah. take your street crew and go into the backcountry most of them don't have avalanche safety training you don't have the yeah. right gear you don't have the right setup like it, it's yeah, exactly. it's it's different things I mean some people obviously make the transition over but I think and Alex Hall in my opinion both. I think he won it because first of all he had some really creative rail tricks. His switch to switch, ta- uh, his switch tail tap to like revert two to that down rail was insane. Uh, yeah. That switch six on that concrete ledge was insane. He had some yeah, really, he had some really this. insane ones. And my favorite trick in his, just because it's different and it's my style, yeah. was like 
I don't even know what you call it, like the backflip, double backflip 180 off of that like triangle sign where he just ejected straight up. <laughs> yeah, he lost like that. the 180 early. That was my favorite thing that he did for sure. Yeah, that like, and and he kind of covered all the bases. He had tech rail tricks with swaps. He had like gnarly uh, real street hits. He yeah. had technical real street hits. And then when we back into Pow, he had he had the big Pow tricks in the backcountry. He did switched up 14. Landing switch and Pow is incredibly hard. And yeah. to do a switched up 14 to do that. And then he did unnat switched up 10. And he, he had... that switch 7 thing to like nose butt, like mm, switch and 3. And the way, the way he held that to switch 3 was super sick too. So yeah, I... Yeah, that was really impressive. I, I don't... Do you know if they do, if you can win fan favorite and X Games gold? Can you win you both? You can. People have before. Uh, like, in, uh, in my opinion, he should win Doesn't both. Doesn't have it. it. Usually there's a bit of divide between technicality and style, but I don't know. That one's just... If this, mean, is the, if, them, this is the year it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. Yeah, like, Ferdy's was good. It didn't really stand out. Same with Luke Haggerty. Alex Hackle had a few, like, really standout tricks, but there's <laughs> only a couple. Where, like, even Alex Hall, like, that one, like, rail hit where it was, like, up, flat, down, but it was kind of, like on like an angle and you yeah. like double foot like that was wild into the trees who do you uh, ta- who do you put second was, what no go ahead sorry talk about Taylor's first I was gonna say that one just I mean I, I don't know it was like, good expecting, it was good for a girl. but it wasn't Alex Hall's it wasn't even like really close to Alex Hall's it wasn't anything close to to any it wasn't anything close to any of the guys however obviously we're not expecting that having her come in um I thought it was cool to see a girl do street and actually she do street. Really good style. I really she, liked watching it for sure. And she did. She on. did street. Her her part was yeah. street. There was good urban shots. I would say um, one thing is she had a couple shots like she had a couple shots in the same features like different tricks on the same feature in street that usually doesn't play. Um, and a lot of the features were like I know I know she's a girl and like. And it's it's different level of skiing, but a lot of the features were a little smaller for sure. Yeah, exactly. And the tricks weren't as big, but I mean, it was still good. It was very good. Yeah, like hats off. And then Tanner Hall. I mean, interesting. If we're pulling handicaps, I mean, like he's thirty seven, which is thirty seven. If you're still skiing, that's impressive. We're we're pulling handicaps. That's impressive that he's skiing at this age, and that he is. He's been his body's been through a a fucking shift load for sure. Absolutely, it's very respectable, I and mean, he had some big tricks. I mean, too much power, in my opinion. For me. I mean, the first of all, the one thing that I was like, okay, was just he did a triple backflip and, and he did put up. like the same video like four times. Yeah, in a that's cool in like a movie where you're not like time crunched, but even a minute and a half, you're really time crunched. Like, it's sick. It's really cool to watch. But if yeah. you're trying to judge this on most impressive, where Alex Hall's just dropping clip after clip after clip, and he's just... On different minutes. variety of spots, too. Yeah. That's more impressive, in my opinion, than just putting the same sick trick over yeah. it. Which is... It's um, not discrediting the trick. Like, that's... It's, it's really... It was wicked. It's just, you know... I mean, in terms of this this format, I yeah. don't know. And from what from what I've heard, he, he got hurt, and he, he, is, uh, he had to end his filming early. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. But I, I saw like some comments about that. So maybe that's part of the reason why he added the, a little extra clips to fill that time because he maybe didn't get to get as much tricks as he wanted. Um, I didn't... I, I like I, His dub back to land switch to 180 was really cool. Um, that was cool. However, you put it right after a triple backflip. It's like triple backflip to like... I don't know. It, like I wouldn't say it's Sorry. the same trick... It's on different features and stuff. Again, like maybe something, maybe a little more creative. Like trick, oh, trick selection. You, right, you lagged, so I missed it. You say you did it right after the triple box one? Yeah. Like I would like to yeah, see I something either different different trick selection, like even like a dub underflip or like, I don't know, like so, it's like dub backflip and triple backflip. It's like... Yeah, I don't know that I'd necessarily say do the different trick just change the editing so because i mean if you do a triple bad flip then a double bad flip one after the other it's just gonna not be the same you know like if you did triple bad flip then he put a switched up nine then he put a street rail or something yeah or he just even put the triple at the front of the pile segment and put the double back 
One, I mean, I don't know. Or do the double, then the triple. Like, it just... Uh, yeah, it, and I get it because, like, it is on two different features. Like, one's a, a, a back, a booter, and one's, like, kind of into a, a hit or, like, a, a back, like, a, I don't know how you want to call it, a QP. Um, yeah. But, like, in my eyes, maybe it's just the way I think. I think of that as, like, doing a K-Fed or doing a Super-Fed and then posting a clip of your Super-Fed and then posting a clip of a K-Fed after it. Yeah, it's, it's just this, if once you do the triple back, it's like, all right, why don't you do the triple back, blue up, and then switch 180? <laughs> okay. I mean, why not? Way too aggressive, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but like, um, it, it was I mean, cool. It was cool to see him, it was cool to see him doing tricks. Um, obviously. It's just sick to have him still in the contest and skiing. I mean, yeah. He's a huge presence in the sport. So to have him in is just awesome. And it's always, everyone always looks forward to watching his segments. And yeah. I really enjoyed it. And this I year. think. Not at all trying to, to, to go after it or just talking in general in terms of the whole yeah. contest. No, like, I, I, it's always weird. Like, now that I'm doing, like, the reaction videos on YouTube and stuff and, like, talking about things like this, I like, I like to, like, actually talk about how I feel about it. But, like, I have nothing against any of these people. Like, I think all of it's no. super sick. And, like, a lot yeah. of that stuff I would never, like, I probably wouldn't do a triple backflip. Like, maybe down the line. But it's not something I have, like, I'd be, like, really, like, I'd be terrified to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, but, like, it, it's just, like, breaking it down and really getting into details of it. Yeah, it's a good thing to clarify because yeah. I'm not trying to sh- crap or shit on any of this stuff. Like, it's all no, no, no. really it's great to watch and just like, trying to take like a more analytical approach to the contest and kind of make a prediction on who's going to do what I, I really enjoyed everyone's selection sure. I mean and like when they made look, something to watch which is we kind of brushed know, off like Lupe's part and stuff like 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 we kind of like Alex all won Ferdy was maybe second or Hackle was maybe second but like by no means am I saying his part wasn't good like it was really good yeah and, oh, it and, was for sure yeah and like a lot of the tricks were really good I like in Lupe's case, maybe I I think some of the the features weren't as burly as Ahals or Hackles. Um, the technicality wasn't as high as Ferdy's or Hackles. His style was very good. Um, the editing maybe wasn't like my personal favorite compared to those two. But. Yeah, no, it was still sick. Like I mean, yeah, it was a it was a wicked wicked. It was a good edit like it was just a quality edit yeah it's just it isn't like this was like a it's weird this whole thing is a bit weird because it's like if it was just movies you know you just sit at home with you'd your friends stoked. you watch movies and so this is an x games like judged event yeah basis basically yeah, i mean yeah. it's not like live but it's so it's like trying to kind of pick the best and like when you're running people up against each other any single one of these would be insane movie parts. Like, if you were watching this with your friends, you'd be blown away. Like, oh, that was awesome, you know? Like, it's for the movie segment, but yeah. it's just a different format, so Side it changes the way people, like, that you, you see stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, like, I don't know. When you came back to Tanner Hall, obviously his street part wasn't, like, his street clips didn't have the juice that to, to, to compete against any other guys. When you factor in his age, what he's been through, what he's done, but it does very, it does do very well. The I would put a halls above his. Yeah, I guess they all did the switch to fourteen. And, yeah, he had Ahals less power clips, but tricks. he had heavier tricks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, um, and and he, uh, that one, that last, his ender was very creative. Tanner Hall's wasn't his his powder clips weren't as creative. They were sick, but they weren't as creative. Um. Let's talk about Hackle, because his, his part, I think I put him second over Ferdy. I think I put yeah. him a second over Ferdy, because I, I would say him and A-Hall are very close. Uh, yeah, I think A-Hall takes the cake, like, but not by much. I, I'm not a huge, like, I, I like this video, but I don't know, I like A-Hall's style more. It was more enjoyable for See, me to watch. The one or two tricks really stood out for me, though. I mean, the one over the building, obviously, where he, like... What was that, like a switch four or six, like, and hand drag? Fretz backed? That was insane. That was wild. That was probably, like, one of the, by far, in, like, the top two or three tricks from the, from the whole thing. Oh, for sure. Out of everyone's. But, I don't know. A-holes just didn't seem to stop impressing me. Like, I don't, there was... There was a couple, like, I wouldn't say dull moments. Heavy. Like, it wasn't, you know... Yeah. I wouldn't say there was a couple dull moments. style preference in terms of things. I yeah. Don't know. Um, the switch to back cork six out of that like kind of C like C rail statue thing was super good. That was dope. really sick. I really um, liked that one. That beginning shot where he 
comes through like that building in like uh what is it is a huge disaster onto that rail like, i'm trying to remember yeah exactly it wasn't like it a technical trick but it was just really big and it, it was burly it was really yeah. burly yeah that it was, was good, super like, sick cinematography and stuff in terms of editing and his and his stuff. his cinema, cinematography was different however i liked it i like i thought that was different and creative i liked it um it's just it was just very different than what yeah. what we're used to uh, and then obviously Ferdy's was Ferdy's, Ferdy's real street part was was really good. Um, for my personal opinion, I don't think he should win, based off the fact that there was park clips and backcountry clips in there, and smaller urban features. Almost all the f- uh, urban features Ferdy hit were smaller features, uh, not as high consequence. Obviously, he did more tech tricks like two p six and stuff. But like that that yeah. rail that he did the two p six on. I think if you took any good comp skier and put them on that rail, they could do a two p six on it. And after a couple of tries, it wasn't like it was a two. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not like it's a closeout rail or something. It was like a pretty, pretty good flat bar. And like I don't know what the schedule yeah. was like in terms of like filming or whatever, but yeah, that was my opinion on it. I, I like this. I don't know. I just like the big. In terms of street skiing, I like big features. Like, yeah. I mean, there's all that creative stuff. Um, like, I there's personally, a creative side of river skiing where you do like the whole like the bunch style of like swerve skiing kind of like creativity and stuff which is cool but I'm more like the old school like big jumps big rails so like first of all um Ferdy's like first show with the big lip on back four off over the drop and stuff that was sick I just yeah. like this like watching that that's more my style thing and like uh Alex Hackle had like I mean he did the dub seven over the fence yeah I forgot about that that was sick uh, he had a couple of like really cool like his. He like, had some burly tricks in there. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, sure, what was I gonna say? Like, in terms of like street style, this is comes down to preference and us personally. I'm like, I'm like a Clayton Villa, mutiny style. That's yeah. that's the kind of street I want to see. Um, yeah. Ferdy's look like kind of comp skiing brought to the street. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it, no, absolutely it does. I'm not saying that like. It's, like, it's different. It, it is weird with, like, how things have happened in, like, the past, like, 10 years of skiing. Like, mm-hmm. what happened to, like, the Sean Jordan and, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, Will Weston even is, like, pretty well disappeared. Like, level one had all those heavy hitters of street skiing, and it was, like, yo... It's it different. Was, you know, it's just, it's totally changed but in terms of... Should we... Let, I want to I bring something up, because, like, when you said Will Weston and, like, the old level one guys... Uh, it brought me back to like the very first real streets that we saw. Do you remember like LJ Strenio was real street? Um, Backflipped onto a post. That's still dude, one of the most mind blowing things I've ever seen. That that right there, that year of real street and like those real streets is what real street is to me. And that yeah. and and that video alone, LJ Strenio's video, I think outdoes all the ones that were this year. And I think a couple of those that year outdid all those. I think... LJ always had some gnarly, gnarly and, stuff. And I technical, too, and super sick. And those those guys that were in that event, like, those years, like, when it first came out, that was their sole focus, right? Yeah. That, yeah their I sole focus that. for that season was to film an X Games Real Street part. They had a whole crew. This year, it's kind of like A-Hall's, like, rushing out to do a couple uh, hits here and there in between comps. Ferdy's rushing yeah. out to do a couple hits here and there between comps. And then obviously with COVID and stuff, it's different. But like, I think back like two to three years when they first started Real Street, and that to me is what I want to see come back a bit. It it used to be like to be honest, I didn't. I used to wait wait for them to be released and watch them. And I mean, I I, I watched them like twenty minutes before we did this. Yeah. Like I I saw clips on Instagram. We like, wa- you, you know, watched them because we were going to talk about it in the podcast. All those, like, slams, all the slams he took onto that, like, concrete ledge doing the switch six. And I saw Alex Hackles, like, over the building, switch six, press one, or whatever it was. Yeah. Or five, or, five, or whatever he did. And, I mean, it's, but it wasn't like I was chomping at the bit. Like, you'd see LJ do his teaser or something, or Tom Wallace with those big, like, switch four over a fence disaster. Like, those huge tricks that used to be. I don't know. It just doesn't have the same wow factor it used to. It doesn't I don't know if it's just the year with COVID or what, but I mean, I, I can't imagine it's easy to get out and film this with what's going on right now. And I think and the fact that they had something is just is great. Yeah, and and like, I mean, obviously it's different, but like, 
I, I don't think there's as many gnarly... I don't think that... I think the thing is there's just not as many true street skiers in real ski now. And, like, maybe that's because they're tra- kind of transitioning away from that into park and pow and everything. But, like... Well, that's what I was talking about. With yeah. those main... Those big production companies just really pay for stuff. And it's... Like, I don't, there's no I one. Like, there's no one that does. Ju- there's no professional skiers that do just street now. There's not. No, because you can't do it anymore. It's not the same. They, there's the little kids. Career doing that. Yeah, there's the younger kids that are like coming up. Like the child. Did you watch Child Labor's movie? No, I did not. You have to watch that. That's gnarly. It, They're just I mean, jumping into people's I pools and, and like. Uh, I mean, I'll send you a video. It's, I'll send I you. I got like a month off coming up. Just I'll watch all the stuff. Like, it, that that yeah. that street edit was super sick. It's a bunch of people that are like. Maybe aren't the best skiers. Like they're still really good skiers. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like the a halls or like yeah. the the um, top moshes. Yeah, they're less known. Yeah, they're on the come up. But like the, that is all street skiing is now is those kids that are on the come up. Maybe it's like a passing of a guard, a new generation or something. But there's not like any professional people that just ski street and film now. Uh, and I think that's maybe why X Games Real Ski was lacking this year, in my opinion. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it might just be a weird trend. It's yeah. I, don't know, I think it's, it's just the whole combination of events. It's all fucked. I got the mic attached to a candle today. It smells delicious. I was gonna light it, but I thought it would fuck up the audio. This is the new mic now because the other mic scratches and it really pisses me off. So. How did it, why did it scratch? It just like it goes like for uh, at random parts in the audio. Like just it just randomly decides to do that. I have to figure it out. I'm gonna go to the camera store and like. Ask them if they know anything about it, but I have no yeah, clue why. It's a good, good mic. You it's a good mic, awesome. yeah. It's like pretty new too, but the, the audio and this will be fine. Um, oh shit! Is there anything else you want to bring up right now, or anything else you want to talk about? Because I asked for a bunch of podcast questions from the little clam rams over on Instagram, and I have all those saved somewhere, but I haven't looked at them in a while. I forgot about those. Bring them up. Yeah, because we kind of covered X Games real ski. I think we think we did that that duty Let's today. See if I have anything I saved. Anything you want to, uh, anything you want to talk about? Get off your chest. Just you want to talk about the fact that you're now uh, absolutely whipped by your girlfriend of like two days? I don't have a girlfriend. I don't know where this information is coming from. <laughs> oh my god, it's ridiculous. All right, guys, I'm just interrupting this podcast real quick, real quick, real quick to tell you guys about our sponsors again, once again today. Sponsor of the podcast, Corbett Snow. Guys, I'm telling you, they literally have. Everything you need ski snowboard whether you're a racer whether you're a park skier whether you're a backcountry kind of guy They have absolutely everything you guys need for the winter. They always have amazing deals on their website Their online retail is absolutely insane and amazing as I've said they're very very good to work with I recently went out west as you some of you guys may know I was living out there and I was talking to some people and like randomly without me even bringing it up They said they got all their stuff on Corbett snow and this is in Whistler This is not in Ontario and they said they had no problems whatsoever best experience they've had. Guys, they've helped me do so much this year and give away a bunch of free things to you guys as you guys have seen. So go support the companies that support you and there's deals all over the website all the time. Tell them I sent you and uh, and maybe they'll throw something extra in your package, who knows. Second sponsor break before we go back to the pod. Vertica outerwear, guys. The most sensual outerwear you've seen around. You know this, I know this, we know this. Get yourself some Vertica outerwear. If you guys want the right fit, for park riding, for snowmobiling, for backcountry stuff. Like literally just the best gear around. Go to vertica.com, their spring sale is on right now. 40% off spring sale. This Guys, opportunities like this don't come around often. Like when are you gonna go on a website and it says 40% off and you're just like, oh, that seems normal. It's not. Guys, 40% off, verticaoutwear.com. Go get the stuff I have. I highly recommend the shell. Uh, that gray shell I ride is amazing as well as the snow pants. You can't go wrong with the signature snow pants. They just work so, so well. And if you guys want to bring back that like 2000 style, you can get a funky uh, full suit, kind of like mine. Obviously not full suit, snow pants and jacket are separate, but very, very sick, very, very funky. And also they have ones that aren't as funky as well if you don't want to like get freaky with it like I do sometimes. But anyways, guys, verticalwear.com, you know what to do. Spring sale, 40% off. Back to the podcast. Doses. All right, Dylan Smith, first question. We're going to go from here. What got you into skiing? Near you. Uh, we'll go you first. Surprise me. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say is, I don't know, I, my mom got me into snowboarding. My cousin did that for a little bit. 
And then I broke my snowboard one time and I had this old pair of twin tips, so I switched and I was like, oh, yo, this is sick. And then I just, like, not that I wasn't good at snowboarding, but it was not like it came naturally, like skiing. Yeah. Once I started skiing, it was just, it clicked. And then just, I ran into someone who's like, oh, you should join the team. Like the local ski hill, I had a park team and they're like, you should definitely join. And then the acro bag came through, which really got me, like, really progressing tricks into the bag. And that kind of just opened up a whole new thing of. I feel like that's kind of like the story of most people. Mine was like definitely like I was just like going ski trips and stuff and like hanging out with the fam and I was always like kind of into that. And I, I my biggest thing is like I love attention and I love like things like that. So obviously that's why we're doing the podcast and YouTube and shit because I'm a little cloud hoe. And uh, anyways, I was like if I did a 360, people would be stoked and that kind of got me into it. So I just started doing it that way. Uh, next question comes. This is kind of opinionated, I guess. Comes from Killy M M M M Y Y Y Y something else. Opinion on the bunch slash swerve skiing. I don't like it. I think I don't like it. However, it can be done right by the right people. Some people can make it look good, and I like it. Most people, I'm not the biggest fan of. Like I said, I'm a kind of a Clayton Villa mutiny kind of style, Sean Jordan kind of style uh, skier, in my opinion. That's what I like to see. Everybody likes their own things. Yeah, that's like, I think it kind of depends on your personality and where sure. kind of area you grew up in skiing. Like, don't get me wrong, it's totally cool, and it's like a... It's different. It's its own style, and it's unique, and I mean, I still like watching it, but it's not the same for me as, like, that era, like you said, of Clayton Villa, Sean Jordan, like, that 2010, when you would do, like, a dub 12, and you would do, like, a cork 7, like, an underflip 5 mute, you'd, like, roll it around, yeah. which is, like, not allowed anymore, because it's... No, you... Dude, you can't do that. <laughs> I no. Trust me, I spent... I spent uh, an hour doing right cork 7s properly. Again. <laughs> like, it's just... I miss that style, where it was, like, yeah. nobody really did much more than a dub, and there was, like, big... Like, people were doing road 9... <laughs> Japan's under rails. Like, it was... <laughs> Dude, it was, just, was the man. It was just a totally different time. That's the style I like. It's not, It's not like, textbook comp skier. It's, like, a, that era is, like, still, like, comp-style tricks. Like, I like big park shoots. I like yeah. big urban rails, big features. doesn't have to be the most technical trick. just has to be... But I also don't want to watch someone do a straight slide to, like, a nose-butter nollie skirt thing. I'd rather yeah. see you like a huge switch too to like maybe a nollie front two or press four or something. Or like even tail press like a really sick rail or something. I, yeah, I like, that, like yeah. yeah, there's it's just that's my preference. As like if I if I was like choreographing my own movie right now and I had to pick skiers, mm-hmm. like I'd take like Colby Stevenson. I'd take Tom Wallace if he was still kind of skiing or I don't know. I'd still take him as a as a as an athlete. Uh Torrent, I'd probably take Trying to think of us, Ferdy, like those kinds of style of skiers now is definitely what I like to like to see more. Yep, I agree. Uh, <laughs> next one is just a quote: "Pain is temporary, swag is for life." Yes, you are right. I agree. Um, we got a couple, so let's rattle through them. Opinion about Harlow and Harlow not competing in X Games busted. I am not stoked on it. I think it's kind of a bitch move, in my opinion. If if what they say is true. Uh, and the reason why I didn't compete in X Games slope is true. I think it's a bitch move, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't want to say stuff out of step. Like you said, if it's true, I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. That's why there I don't want to say There was a statement that was posted, like, formally, that he didn't do it because of a disagreement with the judging, whatever. But, I mean, you're not at, like, your local timber tour here, and you're not having a little hissy fit. It's, it's Dude. I mean, you can try and... St- Stand up to something by making a statement, but that's not the right way to do it. You know how many times right. I've I've landed a run I was super stoked on, and the judges were just like, "Nah, yeah, fuck you." I'm like, "That that definitely should have made finals," and they're like, "No, nah, fuck you." And I'm like, "What?" Dude, and I've been bitching about it. That there was like split panel judging, and you could like straight slide three rails, and then just do like I don't know, switch ten, switch up, forward dub, and you would get like a ninety Dude. versus somebody who just did like technical rail tricks and a few singles. Like it was like, what is going on? Dude, like, I, the amount of I lost. We had to deal with when we were like coming yeah. up and skiing, I, and I didn't have a hissy fit and just no. thought, oh, I'm not going to ski. I also wanted to be there. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he doesn't, but I mean, you got to be, I guess, really angry to, to not like. Dude, you have I, an opportunity that most people will kill for to be an X Games yeah. slope style. I mean, for somebody like Henrik, obviously, um, it, it's kind of like the grass is always greener on the other side. 
for for me a spot a chance to compete in X Games slope style, I would I would do some fucked up shit to get that chance. However, somebody like Henrik who's competed in it for so long, it probably doesn't have the same allure to him. But at the same time, but he's been there for so long, and like that's like very like at the same time. There's so many people gunning for that spot. Yeah, but it's so disrespectful to get it and be like, "No, sorry, not going to do it." Like because you're because you're like a little bummed on how they judged you and Big Air and. Rightfully so, dude. You didn't deserve yeah, to win Big I'm Air. Not, you did good. You did some sick tricks. I'm not bagging on him at all. But a Switch Dub 18, Switch Dub Bio 18, does not compete with a triple 19 mute perfectly. It, it just doesn't. And it's going to be hard for him in the sense of how long he's been in the sport. And like a couple years ago, he had that really good year, or two years, yep. or whatever, where he was like to go, you know. But there's been... Yet another spike in progression, and it's gone even more. Dude, further. did you see that new kid do a switch quad? Yeah, I did. It was a wild fourth flip, man. I was kind of surprised he landed that. That was like perfect three, and the fourth one was like a whoop de doo. But like, it wasn't like it wasn't like the 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 cork three axis though. It was like a proper like yeah, switch triple to like was, another was flip. Wild, I know. Yeah. I was insane. It was like, whoa! It blew my mind. I was like, that was insane. And then, dude, but, there's like, kids out there. There's... Yeah, he didn't have to, he's just. Yeah. It's got to be hard to keep up with that level of progression when you've been there for so long. Like, I mean, it was and to stay motivated to, to watch do it. this X Games and see Woodsy do the same tricks he's been doing since 2014. I mean, bro, there's 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 a there's a lot of kids out there that could have beat Woodsy at X Games, like a lot, like a lot. And it's just like they're being grandfathered in at this point because the sponsorship and. The social media pull, and I mean, like Henrik's kind of if he, I, I Henrik deserves saying, to be there. Woodsy, I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure. He does. Absolutely, like I really liked having him in the event because it brought like a touch, like his style is so unique, it's different. Yeah. He did have some huge tricks, and I was really stoked to watch him ski. But like he said, like I mean, I I don't remember what the exact format was. I mean, the only thing that like was annoying me was like. It was Antoine Aldiz who got second. He did the same trick all contests and landed it once. He's been doing it for like four years. I was like, yo, like, I do not like Swigooter. I do not like watching Andre Gutley ski, but he definitely deserved the win on that one. There was no question in and my mind. He's he's a burly dude. He sends some... He, he His style to... Dude, listen to this, okay? So I was riding at the ski hill with Cody today, and Cody has my old ski boots, which are a little too big for him, but he's riding them anyways. Those ski boots fit in my skis, and my ski boots fit in Cody's skis. And I went and shredded Cody's skis and did some rodeo fives on the jumps. Dude, Cody's skis were up to my nipples. Like, they're up to my shoulders. And I looked at a picture of Andre Regetli with his skis from X Games, and they are still bigger than Andre Regetli's skis he has for X Games. I'm do you like, think you can do the tricks he does with Dude, them? on those skis, I don't even know how he skis on skis that small, dude. Literally, like, I get he's bigger, Um, so, like, having... Like him having skis taller than himself would be a little bit different than me having skis taller myself, but not really, dude. It felt like I was riding snowblades. It was insane. I ride it was six, crazy. I'm six two and I ride 184, 186, like yeah. 184, 186. He, dude, he rides like, one sixty something. He rides my size of skis. It, it's literally up like under his shoulder length. I just don't it's like crazy. that. That's like the biggest. I mean, it's just. I don't know how he lands. But I know how he flips. Like, with those things on, it feels like you're on fucking trampoline and you could quad any jump or double any yeah, jump. Yeah, like, but it's like, just, that's yeah. just not, I mean, like, that's why I said I'm not a big fan of him. Like, I don't like really watching him ski, you know? But he definitely did some gnarly tricks and it's not like it wasn't earned. And it, wasn't, it was earned. It was earned. Yeah. I mean, there were some people missing, like, Burke Red wasn't there. And I mean, he got so ABM come back. He did some heated stuff. But I mean, just in terms of if you watch X Games Big Air, it's supposed to be the pinnacle of what you can do in freestyle skiing. Like Bush wasn't there, Fabian wasn't there, Fabian Bush. Um, but he was like there. He, had, he just didn't have a spot in it. Yeah, that's yeah right. Um, but like you got not betting on any of these people, but you got Henrik Carlo, you've got Woodsy, you've got Henrik Carlo deserves to be there. Got, yeah, I'm not saying any of these people don't deserve to get there. I just wanted to make a point. You got Antoine Aldis, and you got ABM. All these guys have been there for well, Quinn Wolfman. I'm gonna take out of my list there, but um, all those people have been there for a while. Yeah, and they've just been doing the same tricks as they did. I mean, it, it's just ABM. ABM did some I mean, new it's tricks. Hard to, it's hard to kind of progress, and Henrik's trying to progress it in a stylish way, and then it's just. I mean, Woodsy's been doing that switched up 14 octo for so long, and it used to be sick. 
not that it doesn't stick anymore, but it's lost the same punch as it had. Like, it's not the yeah. same anymore. It doesn't, like, I've seen you do that. I, I know you can do that. Can you do a 16 now? Or, like, maybe, I, I don't know. Like, it's just. <laughs> or maybe four? <laughs> I feel bad for okay. saying this because I know how hard it is, but I mean, like, why don't you just fire up a dub bio, like, 14, leave blunt two hand, or something, like, really weird and funky, like. Try something different, yeah. Anyways, yeah, let's, let's move on to this. We've, we've bagged on people enough this podcast. We've done our own thing. What's the best way to get a sponsor? Uh, this comes from Maluka underscore Zatch 14. I would say the best way is to get good at skiing. Um, that's obvious. Yeah. Uh, you need to be on social media nowadays. You need to be posting content. You need to have some form of clout, if you will, that helps make it uh, happen for sure. And you, you need to explain... First of all, connections is everything. If you have connections to a rep or somebody, you know, well, you're going to get sponsored as long as you're a half-decent skier. Um, and then from there, you need to be able to show these companies what you can do for them. That's about it. What do you think of Mogul Kids? Um, says well, Jay I was going to say something on the sponsorship okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. side of things. I was just going to say, like, I'm pretty sure you would have done it. I, I did it. We all went through that phase where you're starting to get good at skiing and you're feeling like you're really good and you send out that sponsorship yep. to the guy and it's like... Every, those companies get a lot of those sponsorships, and I mean, like, it's, it's hard to Not say. You, and if you want a real, a real, um, bit like valuable piece of advice in terms of getting sponsorship, it's it's definitely going to be buckle down, work hard. Like you said, social media is becoming a huge, huge piece of it. If Nowadays, you want sponsors, you're going to have to have social media presence, and you're marketing yourself. Like, you've got to think, you're sending this video in. How many other people can send a video like this? How many of them are going to be better than yours? What makes you stand out, and why should I help you? What are you going to do for me? Why should I help you? Why should I give you a pair of skis? I'm not going to give you a pair of skis just because you're good at skiing. I'm going to give you a pair of skis because you're going to sell more skis for me. Yeah. If all these companies had unlimited funds and they were able to help everybody out, I'm sure they would love to do that. But that's unfortunately not how the world works. And everybody's they have greedy, to make man. Money so they can actually make skis so that people can have skis, whether yeah. they're getting them for sponsorship or you're buying them. So it's just it's how the business world works, and it's nothing hard against hard like it's nothing to bag on anybody. It's just how it works, and you got to put in the work, and you got to be professional. You got to send a good. You got to have a nice resume, and you got to be able to tell them why they should help you and what makes you stand out as a candidate for them. And a, as a young kid, that's hard to understand, but that, that's it that's ba- that's basically it. I mean, me and Pat have both done it. We've sent out little sponsorship tapes, sponsorship letters growing up, and I just figured it out the last year, and I'm I've, I've been doing it for a while. Now. I just kind of figured out understanding sponsors now. So it's definitely something that takes time. Yeah. Ask people that are already sponsored. Um, it's and a job. When you get sponsored, it is, it is worth. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna send you this video. You're gonna send me some skis. It's what you gotta post a certain amount. You gotta tag people. You've gotta constantly be selling stuff. You gotta like, it's it's not. And then you need to you need things. to show these guys you're valuable. Like if you are selling, if you are selling stuff, and kids are like, I want to buy this because you're writing it. Tell 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 them about that. Make it known yeah. that, that that that's what you're doing for them. Um, yeah. Next, uh, what do you think about mogul mogul kids asking as a mogul kid? I think mogul kids are cool. Um, sounds very painful on my knees. Sounds like a lot of impact. Um, Different sport. From, it's hard to appreciate the full degree of it if you don't do it. It's part of the skiing community, and there's no beef against anybody in that. Like, I don't understand the whole beef between skiing and snowboarding and moguls this, moguls that. I never liked moguls because it was very limited progression. You're only allowed to do a certain amount of stuff. And now it's, I'm it's, grab. That's, there's no creativity. Like, it, no. I, I want to be able to, like, do what I want and, ex, like, express myself through my skiing. And when I got to rip down through some bumps and explode my knees and my joints and my back, and then I'm only allowed to do an on-axis single, like, cork 14, which I don't want to do. <laughs> like, it's, there's no, like, I can't play with my axes. I can't ski backwards. I can't do a double. Like, it's... Yeah. Nothing against mogul skiers. Like in my mind, they're wild. Like I love watching moguls. To be honest, like it's I definitely. I love watching like, mogul crashes. Mogul crashes. Like, if you ever watch Mikael Kingsbury ramp? Man, that guy's like ridiculous. He's so Just good. Rip out a triple cork twenty one mute, and it's like all right. I mean, they're very good skiers, very talented. I think just the rules around the sport limit their potential. I, I think mogul kids are fucked. I've heard a lot of stories about mogul team kids and kids what happens on mogul teams. 
Some really yeah, at Rylan Evans, we had a friend that turned into park skier that used to be a mogul skis, and some of the stories he told us about what they do hazing wise on mogul teams um, involves a lot of semen and a lot of dudes. I don't think that's very. I, I think it's very interesting. Uh, not my child, Bruce. I think you're stepping out of the other. Not side not my not my cup of tea in terms of freestyle skiing. Thoughts on Tanner Hall's live streams from Nicholas Sushi? Have you seen these? <laughs> this is a good question. All right, so not to beg in Tanner Hall, but bro, whoever's Tanner Hall's agent needs to block him from Instagram. They need to stop. Let's get really, really baked and just spew nonsense. And, and make fun of people and spew nonsense. Like, make sure everybody's not... respect, man. Like, not, from my point of view, you worked so hard to get where you are. And it's like, it's like Don't watching somebody... By making a mistake at the end. It's like, it's like watching somebody somebody's downfall almost watching Tanner Hall's live streams. It's like watching like a great athlete you look up to, like going downfalling almost. I, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's definitely I mean, interesting. It's yeah. It's just not helping his reputation. It would, it would be like, cool. It'd be cool if he was like shedding some positive light on things. He was being like yeah. upbeat. Don't he was, just bag on the sport without any like light to it. Like if you're gonna rip on someone, tell them what you want. Don't just be like, oh, that was sucks. This whole thing, like you know, it's because he wasn't like wearing size medium pants, Pat. You can't have size medium pants. All, all I'm saying is like. Maybe don't get baked as piss and spew nonsense. Let's all get for baked it. as piss and get dreadlocks and do triple backflips into the pile. It does Sorry actually. It out. does actually sound kind of fun, to be honest. <laughs> like <laughs> it does, sound, it really it does, does. sound really fun. Uh, Nathan Berger, what kind of workouts and exercise do you do for park skiing? Um, kind of a lot of everything. Uh, once I, I'm, I'm, I'm at my legs. level, yeah, my a lot level. Of legs, a lot of core. Yeah. Upper body's more just made, like. Uh, injury prevention like you want to have good flexibility and strength in your arms so that when like you land with your arm back or you know you just fully body it to the side you're not tearing shoulders and breaking arms yeah. but what's really really crucial is strong core and legs because when you hit those jumps all day that's a lot of legs that is a lot and of compression when you start and back as well and when you start doing tricks like corex in particular like the amount of core you need to keep your hips up and you like straight it, it yeah your core and legs are your two most most important your glutes all hugely important and you need to stabilize them legs them knees they stabilize them yeah. knees so you don't go shredding them and stretch um I'm not gonna get into too much there's workout programs and stuff on it at once you get on a professional team they all they'll do all that stuff for you um, if you want somebody to do it, uh, you can reach out to anybody that like does personal programs. They'll probably hook you up with something um, for cheap. And also, if you just go to the gym and be consistent and do a basic gym program, like a basic gym workout program, uh, even if it's not specified for skiing, you're still going to be better off than if you weren't. So I would suggest yep. that to start. Um, Anything's better than nothing, right? Exactly. St- style um, and how to ski with style and shears. Uh, comes down to... Comfort. Yes, comfort with tricks. Um, having a huge penis helps as well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe get a good outfit that shows off your package uh, when you go swinging on it. Um, I, I would it's, all about, it's all about comfort with a trick. If you're really comfortable with a trick, then you don't have to do it the same way every time. Like, I would, it's the difference. It's the same between memorizing something and knowing something. If you memorize something, you know what it is, but you don't know what to do with it. If you know something and why you're doing what you're doing then you can like if you're doing a switch five you learn switch rodeo fives a switch road five japan on like super like textbook does not look great compared to a super nice carved switch cork five like blunt like huge shifty to blunt something like yeah and that just comes down to the time you've put in and like your comfort level with your grabs and your tricks and like it's just mileage like you stole I, I the world like right the word right out of my mouth. Dog crap when I started skiing. And it took like Dude, we used to call your corks the, the Lindsay Rolls. Thing. Yeah, oh man, the Lindsay Roll. Try to do a right cork and it's right under flip seven and it was wildly blind and I don't know how I could land it. But fact of the matter is I put in so much time on the same tricks. I'd say if you really want to work on your style, you've gotta make sure that you don't jump too far ahead. Making sure you don't I understand, totally understand what it's like to want to do doubles when you're doing singles and you've got your singles dialed in. And, and you like, can oh, do that, do just move on back. I had a coach who held me back for a whole year from doing doubles and just kept me on the singles, and I got so damn good at singles, it was unreal. Like, 
the comfort level is just, <laughs> and that's how you get the style. Like it's mileage, yeah. You know it. It's just mileage. Like I'm talking two years of doing the same tricks, you're gonna get it. It's also, unfortunately, just time. Also, watching yourself ski, watching videos of yourself ski helps a lot with style yeah. because there's a lot of times you're doing something when you ski that you don't notice when you're skiing, but you watch a video and you're like, oh, I don't like the way that looks. Um, that comes yeah, down my to my hands used to be all over the place, and you don't notice and it when I you're skiing. It, I started to just slowly work on keeping them in, and now like I can do a dub ten mute with my hands like this, like just. Not even and like all over the place. today, for instance, I took Cody skiing and he's like, I'm like, all right, let's do. He, we we're getting videos for the Instagram edit and a vlog, and he wanted to do a 540 on the jump, and like we we're gonna film a 540 in the jump, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'll just do a clean 540. I'm like, okay, and like he's like, how was that? And I'm like, well, let's watch the video, and like it was, it was like he thought it was clean, but like in the video, one leg is like this six inches higher than the other, and he doesn't realize that when he's spinning in the air. But, like, when he watches the video, he's like, oh, that looks like shit. And I'm like, kind of, yeah. 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 That's very important as well. Getting to, like, getting to watch yourself is definitely And crazy. watching other people, too. Mileage, you can pick your style. Yeah, watching other people. Because skis, you, you have to pick your you style and, like, you have to, yeah, you have to kind of, like, you can't just be, everyone like, go on ski. You have to take inspiration from different places, for sure. Yeah, All right. everyone likes certain things. Go Big Waken says, why are you so unknown? You're good and should get much more love. Thank you. I'm sure you have a huge piece and get lots of girls. Go Big Wakens. You I love you as well. With the children. You can't keep saying this to children. <laughs> I, I, we don't know what's a children. It could be... Dude, I look, my YouTube audio demographic is uh, 18 to 24. The majority. 90% okay. of my YouTube audio uh, audience demographic is 18 to 24. Which is really surprising in my opinion. But anyway... isn't very well known because he just recently has been picking up steam. There's so, 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 so many people out there now. It is so hard to really stand and, out. And recently, I've really put my foot on the gas. Like, last year, as of last season, I, I, I cut it all out. I cut everything out. I went from, like, partying and doing stuff like that, which obviously I enjoyed. Um, but I kind of just cut it out and I'm focusing on skiing, creating content because I'm at a point in my life where if I don't really work hard on this and focus on this, it's not going to, I'm going to miss my opportunity to do this. So I, I've really put my foot down and I've, and I, I've been, I've been working on it and learning and trying new things and, um, reaching out to people for help and, uh, and like figuring it out as a go and putting a lot of effort into it and being consistent too has helped a lot. But like, for instance, last year at the beginning of last ski season, I had 3000 followers on Instagram. I have pretty much 10,000 now on Instagram. I had like 400 subscribers on YouTube. In the last month, I've gone up 2,000 subscribers on YouTube um, and like everything like that. And like it, it is growing at a good rate. My skiing has gone way but, better. So, But if you look at the growth, the amount of work you've put in over the past two years and you're just starting to see these kinds of results, it's oh, not a it, quick process. It, it's not a quick po- process. No. Once it starts to roll, like it's like making a snowball. You start small and Fucking it slowly goes, picks baby. up steam. But it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to get that started. It's yeah, not like sure. you could just post yourself at the park every now and then. It's not how that works. No, you don't. You don't get to just go and post one video whenever you feel like it every month and be like, "Oh, wow, I'm Instagram famous," or like, "I can create a a a, a, a career on this." That's just not how it works. Um, no. Camera died, so let's wrap up a couple questions and then we'll go from here. I think it lasts. The camera lasts about an hour on full battery life. We're at an hour and four minutes now, which is pretty good for, in terms camera. of a podcast. No, I'm gonna get one this soon. I'm gonna get a new camera maybe this week. Nice. A pod, a podcast, and like YouTube camera, kind of like the one, the crack one that I was using, but anti-crack and that doesn't shut off after thirty minutes and has a better battery. That life. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and something like that. Um. So. Comp routine in the morning before comp. Um, I like to go running in the morning, stretch, meditate, um, yoga. I, I like to make sure I've done everything I know I can to do it and visualize a lot. You got anything you like to add to that? I used to have a pretty, not like, I was. You have to find what works things. for you. I would like to make sure I get a good sleep. Yeah. All depends on what time I compete at. Like if I'm competing at 9 in the morning, I'm probably in bed at 9 at night the night before. If I'm competing at 1 in the afternoon, I might stay up till midnight, but I'm not getting out of bed till 10. Yeah. Like, as long as I get that good sleep. And then I like to start the mornings. Usually I would go slow, you know, coffee, good quality breakfast, good good solid stretch section session. Usually listen to music all morning, get in the right headspace. And then once you get to the hill, it's a nice good warm-up. Yeah. 
Uh, See, in terms of before you can get on the hill, good stretches. Um, that's your part all usually pretty the same. And then just getting comfortable in the park. I mean, I don't like to do my comp run too many times before. I like to just ride the park and get comfortable. You know, maybe do each trick once or twice, not even in the, in the same order necessarily, and just as so long as I'm comfortable. My big thing with comp skiing is, I mean, I kind of got out of it before I really got to my peak, whereas you're kind of getting there now with consistency. I would always have something go wrong. Like, I'd go to do a 2P4 and I'd do a 2P2, or I'd try to do switch 2P4 and it just, you know, it wouldn't work properly. And I'd always come out either switch and or have four to or something improvise. wrong. And I was really good at improvising because I was really good at the part. I wouldn't just ride the course and hit the jumps the same way every time. I was alternating from switch to forward all the time. So if something went wrong, it's not like I've never hit this jump switch before. But then you're also like, like, you're also planning to fail, which is not great either. It's kind of like a mix between. Well, I wouldn't say I'm planning to fail. I like to be really comfortable in the jumps in any aspect that I need. It's more what I'm going after. Um, what do you think the best? What do you think the best way to progress in park skiing is in the park? From yeah, find a good crew. Push yourself. It's a weird sport in terms of leisure. Like it's hard to just kind of a sport that's hard to do at leisure. Like I mean, you can kind of come to the park and you know put in your time, and you'll learn, you'll progress slowly. It kind of depends what you really want to do with it. If you really want to log the hours and... If you want to you compete know. at the highest level you, right now, in today's day and age, you need to be on an airbag. You need to be going to a place like Maximize. You need to be on a trampoline. Those are yeah, all things you need gym. to be doing. Gym, yeah. but if you just, backyard if you setup. you don't want to necessarily be the best in the world, you just want to be able to show up to your local park and kill it. Yeah. You're definitely still going to need... Just put time it's in. Not like a, yeah, it's just putting your time in, getting on the trampoline... You know, getting comfortable with skiing switch forward, sliding rails both ways. It's just getting comfortable. It's all about mileage. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is kind of cool. Favorite trick you've ever done from Kewin, Cole and I don't know how to say his last name. Favorite trick. It's kind of a weird one because I have a lot of tricks I like. I don't know if I have a favorite one. Um, I was doing some really, really flat bio nine mutes at one point. I really like doing those. I think my favorite one is probably... Switch, switch, switch sevs. Switch, switch sevs, like yeah. cork sevs are my favorite trick for sure. Like, switch cork... Not like switch rodeo seven. Like a, a proper switch like carving cork seven. Yeah. doesn't really matter the grab. kind of depends if I'm going right or left. I like certain grabs with each one. If I'm going like switch right, I'll do a lead blunt. For me, I think it changes a lot. Um, I don't really want to pick a favorite one I've ever done because things get boring stuff. Right now, I really like Switch 5 Japan's. That's kind of been my Switch cork, or Switch Road 5 Japan's. I've been just enjoying a lot. Uh, what does an athlete eat? An athlete like me personally eats whatever the hell he can on his time schedule. Usually try to stay healthy. Other than that, it's not really good. Um, stay hydrated. Yeah. Hydration is really key for the muscles when you because it's a lot of impact and sharp movements. So staying hydrated is key. Have a good diet. I mean, if you're really trying to do a sport, you, you got it. Your body is not just lounging. Okay, like, this you, this you question comes from Delphinus, and I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the best. Uh, that here's what you need to do if you're I'm gonna going be to if, yeah, that's fine. I got it covered. If you're gonna be the best freestyle skier, Delphinus, you need to smoke a lot of weed. That, that's how you become a good freestyle skier. It's facts. Look at Tanner Hall. Look at Henry Carlo. Look at Quinn Wolferman. They all smoke a lot of weed. This is how you're gonna become the best freestyle skier. Smoke a lot um, and go to the hill. I think that wraps up all of our questions. Uh, I'm glad I could shed some light on that produ- productivity at the very end. Um, yeah. Shit. All right. What do you want to say? You want to say anything else on this podcast before we go? Good. I just want to, you know, shed some knowledge to the younger kids out there. No, you just want our podcast to go viral so we can clap some cheeks together on no, our, on our like- trip back from Ontario. I would just say, like, when I was starting, like, when I was grade 9, 10, yeah. trying to, like, figure it out, if if you're serious about the sport, there wasn't as much in terms of helping. Like, the sport was not even in the Olympics, no. really. Or it was first year, if that was it. A lot of filming was going on. There wasn't a lot of structure to no. progressing. No, no. And, and, you know, now it's just, like, you can join your local club. 
boom, next thing you know, if you're dedicated and work hard enough, you're on a provincial team or it depends if you're on the states. Like, you just you move up through the yeah. ranks and it's not it's very structured and organized and there's a very distinct path. It didn't used to be like that yeah. as much. And there wasn't a lot of people with online resources to kind of help you and, and give advice as much as there is now, which is definitely good. Yeah, and I think it's cool that we can do that with this podcast. I also want to have fun with it. I don't want it to be a super educational podcast all the time. Um, and especially yeah, no. in terms of skiing, this I like, dude, you, this happens to be one of the episodes, but me and Pat, like, dude, if you heard half the shit that comes out of our mouths, mouths and the conversations you had, you would probably throw us in a penitentiary, but it's also hilarious. So maybe down the line, we'll get into a little bit of that stuff. But, um, I just want to say thank you for everybody that listened to this podcast and that has been listening to the podcast. Um, if you guys want to help us get more views and help this podcast get seen by other people, share it with your friends and subscribe to it on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. If you guys comment on it on Apple Music and Spotify and give it or give it five stars, either or or both, helps it get seen in the rankings and uh, gets it shown to other people. So, with that being said, I, we're gonna sign off. But that was an awesome podcast, and maybe next week we'll be back with a guest. Maybe it'll just be us two ramming our clams away about something else on on the system. So, with that being said, much love from the kid. I'm sure Pat Pat loves you, little orifices too, and deuces.